Search no more, my friends. You have found the Sunday Stroll edition of the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Andrew Putters, and along with my friend Joe Nicey, we're going to break down the NFL every week just for a few minutes, talk about who we like, who we dislike. If you're listening to us for the first time, wherever it is you listen to us, hit the subscribe button, hit the like, share with your buddies. If you don't like what you're hearing, just forget about what you heard. Try us again next week. We'll try to do a better job. Once again, this is the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast. Sunday Stroll Edition. Welcome into the another episode of the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast, but we have something in surprise for you. It is week one NFL football season. This is what we're going to call, ladies and gentlemen, the Sunday Stroll Edition. To non-experts talking fantasy football uh something that we love to follow obviously i love to follow if i'm wearing this hat in public uh detroit lines uh sunday stroll where that name come from it's the name of our personal fantasy league that joe is the commissioner of by the way my name's andrew putters this is joe nicely uh on the other screen and this is the sunday stroll ladies and gentlemen we're going to fire away every week, give you a little bit of what we think is knowledge uh, about NFL DFS. How you doing, Joe? Doing good, man. Good to be with you. Ready for football. Uh, it's time. Oh, I'm pumped. It is doesn't, time. Seem like it's, doesn't seem like it's here, but it's here. It's kind of weird. It is time for football. I can definitely say that. We have went and went and went with no football. Uh, it is time for football. Okay. Week one, we were worried it wasn't going to happen. We're here now. We're going to open up our phone, open up our computer, get on DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. We're making our roster. How does Joe Nicely go about putting a roster together? Start at the beginning. Are you putting together like a starting quarterback you like, uh, the number, the most expensive player you want to play, somebody you just have to have? How's Joe Nicely starting his lineup? Um, I just like to – First of all, week one is always the most unpredictable week. Um, we never really – we we think a lot. Uh, we're making a lot of educated guesses in week one. Um, there are a lot of teams that are the same, but there's also a lot of teams that have changed coordinators or changed coaches or changed personnel. Um, so we're always guessing week one. Um, it's always kind of the biggest crapshoot, um, especially this year. There, there have been no preseason games. Um, Less time to practice, less time in camp, less time for rookies to get, you know, worked work into the system. So I think there's just a lot of unknowns this this week especially. Uh, but to answer your question, man, um, I kind of let the slate dictate that. Um, I will try to zero in on some guys that I want to lock in lineups, um, whatever position they may be. Um, I usually look for some, some games that I can maybe stack. Um, like run, a, like run a QB and a receiver, a QB and a tight end, and then maybe even run it back with, with a receiver or something from the other team or run them back, whatever it may be. Um, I play GPPs mostly in the NFL, so I, I really like the, the stack option. Um, I think it gives you the best, best opportunity to win a, a tournament. Um, you got to have some things go right for you, but you do in any lineup. Um, so that kind of narrows down if you can if you can zero in and hit that one game um, 
on a stack, it really gives you a, a lot of upside to your lineup. Right. And, you know, one thing I always look at as far as, let's just say, receivers or running backs. R- running backs, obviously, it's going to be a big plus if they catch balls out of the field, right? That's number one. Yeah, especially on DK. Um where it's a one point PPR, it's one point PPR. So, yeah, man, um, we've seen guys like McCaffrey um, be be beast, uh, beast type of players on DraftKings uh, because they do catch so many passes out of the backfield, um, and that's that's what I want to target. I'm always willing to spend up at running back um, if I need to. Uh, occasionally, we can catch some guys, you know, at, at reduced prices when there's some injuries as we get on into the year. Um, but I, I'm always willing to spend up at running back because I do feel like in, in football, it's probably the most predictable um, position that we can kind of figure how many touches these guys are going to get per game fairly accurately. Um, whereas wide receiver, I'm willing to gamble a little bit more because, you know, even the best wide receivers can have bad games. Um, that position is, is much tougher to peg and much more game flow dependent. Um, so so I, I'll, Spend up at running back, try to save some money at wide receiver for guys with big upside. Yeah. Um, running back, I always feel like you're going to find that one running back, maybe that's the second or third string, right, that is for whatever reason is going to get the carries that week. Uh, we don't know that going into week one, obviously. There's going to be less of that knowledge. Um, that's what I look for as far as running back. I'm with you, though. You got to look at your Austin Ecklers and your Christian McCaffreys and uh, whoever is playing running back for Kansas City that week. Um, you know, as who's going to catch balls out of the backfield. Even last year, we saw Aaron Jones just go off several weeks in a row. Obviously, Alvin Kamara, whenever he's healthy. Um, the guys that are just going to get in there um, and get, you know, a lot of that going on. And when these running backs that catch a lot of balls out of the backfield, guess what? Their backups are going to catch balls out of the backfield too when they're not playing. So, you know, if which we we still we're still uncertain on the on the Camara uh, situation. Uh, we we think he's going to play Thursday night or uh, Sunday, but we don't know. So, with that being said, if he doesn't play, Murray is definitely somebody you're going to want to roster at his price. What do you think about that? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's a situation to keep an eye on. I, I think he'll go. I think they're going to get this contract thing done, and I think he think he'll go and hopefully be healthy this year. I don't think he was for the for the large majority of last year. Um, we've got some experience with Kamara. Uh, he he played here at the University of Tennessee. We both live in Knoxville, so we know just how explosive he is. And didn't look like himself last year. Um, I thought he was obviously hurt played hurt for, for most of the year. So hopefully he's healthy and um, they can get his contract done. Definitely a guy we can look at. Um, playing a pretty pretty tough Tampa Bay defense though. Um, but a couple other guys that you mentioned for sure are on my radar. McCaffrey um, is kind of the, the undeniable uh, PPR running back king. Um, the dude is just ridiculous, puts up video game numbers. Um, you can even look at the guy on the other side of that matchup, uh, the Raiders, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. Um, hopefully they're going to throw him the ball a little bit more this year. Um, he was a real workhorse back last year as a rookie, really impressive, but did not get a lot of lot of looks out of the backfield. So hopefully they'll, they'll bring him in in the passing game a little bit more. I think that's something they've talked about wanting to do. 
Um, and you mentioned Eckler, man, who I just absolutely love. Um, overall season and week one against Cincinnati, who, who really struggled against the run last year. Um, Melvin Gordon's obviously gone. Phillip Rivers is gone. Um, you got you got Tyrod, the check down God in there. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, you know he's going to be dumping little check offs to Eckler just all day long. Um, it's been his MO his whole career. So Eckler's probably one of my my favorite plays on the board. He's a guy that I would try to get in at running back, try to squeeze in my flex if need be. Um, a player that I really want some exposure to that that first week. Yeah. So real. So about about that. Um, you get Eckler in this week year's fantasy league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, draft him. I got him in our league. I think I got him. Uh, he, he lasted longer than I thought. I think I got him the end of the second round. Yeah, I've had him the last two years, and he has been a massive put the team on your shoulders and take him to the finish line kind of back. Even when Gordon came back, they had a dual running back, uh, which is I, I'm kind of expecting maybe the same thing once uh, oh, uh, Justin gets healthy out there in San Diego. They're going to do a dual running back set, every, everybody ever. Because Eckler can play any position on the field. Yeah, yeah. I just look for, like I said, man, I don't know that his carries are going to just like skyrocket. Uh, maybe the first few weeks until that, that situation kind of works itself out, they'll they'll use him more as a workhorse type of, type of back. Um, but I, I think we can pretty well pencil him in for like, you know, 20 touches a game, uh, whether that be 12, 14 carries and mm-hmm. six, eight passes. Uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's going to be a, a 20 to 22 touch kind of week. Uh, for him there the first couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think whenever Gordon came back last year from his injury, I think Eckler lined up at receiver over half the game from that point out. Could have done something with the injury situation, but the guy's going to get the ball, period. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so sure. as far as receivers go, uh, picking receivers, I tend to go towards, you know, the teams where they're, you know kind of going into the game they're going to throw it 40, 50 times. Um which normally would say New Orleans is going to be that team. However, it seems his uh, Drew Brees' pass attempts has gone down steadily. I see two wide receivers that are high up in pricing are Godwin and, and Evans, and I just don't see uh, Brady throwing it 35, 40 times a game, and they're the highest two this year. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I really like both players a lot, um, and I think that Tampa Bay offense has a chance to be really good. Um, and we know without a doubt that Brady's going to be an up, upgraded quarterback as far as a uh, real-life uh, football team quarterback. But I don't know that, that he's going to be a huge upgrade for those guys from Jameis Winston. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, Winston Fitzpatrick just aired it out relentlessly. And then last year we saw uh, Winston do the same thing, man. Um, he would make a bunch of mistakes, but those mistakes would kind of force them to be aggressive on offense. Um, so Evans and Godwin just got, you know, a ton of looks, really concentrated usage on that team. Um, I think you'll see it be spread out a little bit more this year with, with the Gronk being there and with them bringing all these running backs in that they're going to want to try to get the ball to, maybe protect Brady a little bit when necessary. Um, so, yeah, I love those guys as players. Um, they have a chance to have really good seasons. Um, but I don't know that the explosiveness is necessarily going to be better uh, with Brady in there versus Jameis. I would agree 100% um, on the wide receiver situation there in Tampa. I mean, I feel like it's probably – I mean, now, granted, their coach loves to be on offense. 
I mean, he would almost give up touchdowns just to go back on the field. Um, but I don't really see them. I see them very similar to what New England did and ball control. They got skilled players. They have a lot of them. I also have a hard time seeing that with Gronk and Brady being reunited game one, we have seen numerous times whenever a player comes to play with Brady the first game or it's a good situation or it's a PR situation, he's going to feed them to the rock. I mean, he did it with A.B. He did it with the guy from Cleveland, Josh uh, – what's his name? Receiver. Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Feeds them the rock relentlessly that first game. I could see this first game with Gronk coming back. All of a sudden, Gronk gets ten looks and five of them being in the red zone. That's what I'm personally hoping because he's on our fantasy team in the league. Right. Uh, but uh, that's what I'm seeing week one. After that, I don't. I can't say that. You know, they're going to want them all to stay healthy. Hopkins with a question mark beside his name. What do you think about that? He just signed a big deal. Is that is that what we thinking about questionable on Hopkins? I haven't seen a ton on that. Um, I think he'll be good to go, man. Um, and I think it's going to be a great fit for him out there. I'm not in love with that matchup week one. Um, we know how good this, this San Francisco 49ers defense is or how good they were last year. And we have to assume they're going to be one of the best units in the league again this year. So, um, kind of glance at Kyler Murray and DeAndre and Drake. Um, some really good offensive pieces that, that I'm sure will – We'll want to play a lot this year, but I don't know that that's a great matchup in week one against the Niners. Yeah, my, my two sleepers in week one is going to be uh, DJ Moore at Carolina uh, against Vegas. New coaching staff, very good coach, everything I've seen on him. We'll see how he does in the NFL. And Stephon Diggs got something to prove up there in Buffalo with a great quarterback uh, up there. I, in my opinion, uh, Stephon Diggs, very talented if he can keep his – sideline antics at bay we don't know uh what, what do you think about those two shout outs i like them both um a little concerned about more with with bridgewater but bridgewater's proven himself to be competent um i mean we know they're gonna run that offense through uh, mccaffrey but but moore's played really well um i think he's a talented receiver uh same goes for Diggs, um who's probably not going to get as many looks um, in Buffalo, but who's going to have a chance to, to really have some explosive games, some big games, because uh, Allen does have such a huge cannon arm, um, and Diggs is really dangerous downfield. So, I mean, I think you'll, we, we saw that from John Brown some last year, um, just kind of some blow-up games. So, I think there's a good chance that you'll see some of those from Diggs this year. Like you said, the, the key thing is going to be is if, you know, he can kind of keep his composure and stay focused on those games where he's just got two targets in the third quarter. Um, I think there's going to be some of those uh, in his future. Uh, but I also think he's got a chance to really post some big big games in, in certain situations. Moving on to tight ends, Joe. Um, I didn't tell you we were going to get this detail <laughs> coming in. but moving Let's on go, to let's go, end. baby. <laughs> let's roll. It's football time. Moving on to tight end. You got basically, in my opinion, uh, the way he's used Kittle and everybody else. Now, in saying that, there's other talented tight ends at times who can go off. Uh, but it seems like he's going to get the standard looks week in, week out from his coaching staff. Uh, Hooper last year, I think, was actually the most uh, prolific uh, tight end point-wise. However, I mean, he was getting like – 12 targets a game from Noodle Arm, Matt Ryan. Uh, and he's on a different team. So, uh, with a bunch of uh, ball hogs up there. Um, 
and a mediocre quarterback up in Cleveland. Um, so you got let's take so let's take Kittle and Hooper out of the equation. Um, who who you liking at tight end? Um, yeah, Kittle man is obviously he's he's far and away the to the top tight end option this year uh, just because he is so talented and and has got a great matchup. Arizona was dead last against tight ends last year. Um, I remember it was just you would you would click on tight end and scroll down and try to find who's playing Arizona every week last year. They were that bad. Um, so we you know we don't know where they're going to be this year, but certainly with Kittle it doesn't even matter. Guys almost matchup proof. Um, but if we're taking him out of the equation, the guy you kind of kind of cross paths with their um, Austin Hooper's replacement, Hayden Hurst, coming out of Baltimore. Um, really explosive guy, really talented guy. Um, and I like his matchup uh, against Seattle. We always think about Seattle having a great defense, but they were uh, – <clears throat> they were the only team that was worse was Arizona <clears throat> than Seattle against tight ends last year. So, um, Hurst has kind of been stuck behind Mark Andrews in Baltimore. Um, they brought him in to replace Hooper. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of balls that need to be spread around on that offense. But um, I think Hurst has, has a chance to have a have a really good game and a good season. Yes. So we, I'm 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 all on Hurst. Uh, that's why I drafted him, even though I already had um, um, Gronk in my on my team. I just feel like. It could turn to a situation where you don't know if Gronk's even going to play every week. But, however, Hurst is going to be – I think he's going to have a breakout year, in my opinion. Um, I love Hurst. My fa- I think that one of the most talented tight ends, obviously, with, with uh, my hat on, is C.J. Hawkinson up in Detroit. But he's still injured. I just read the other day that his ankle is still not 100%. Really? So, uh, yeah, that's kind of concerning because he is – I mean, he he passed all the he t- he checks all the boxes: speed, catching ability, blocking, size, knows the offense. Just you know, remember last year he had the forty point week one, and then yeah. didn't catch another pass. So right. I don't know, man. Uh, I think I think you definitely need to secure some. You need to look and see the tight ends that are going to get targets in week one. Um, which is this is the million dollar question: flex play. Where you at on flex play? Uh, um, the most complicated position to do. Yeah, I, I like to I like to lean running back from there. Um, I mean, obviously there are some exceptions on certain weeks and certain slates. They all shake out differently. Um, but for the most part, I like to go running back. Uh, it's not not super fancy, um, but it but it works. Um, like I said, it's it's production that we can we can feel relatively comfortable about predicting. Um, and I just think you're giving up a lot of points, man, to leave to leave running back out of your flex. Um, I know there's some spots where you might want to go a different direction, but you can catch some cheap wide receivers on certain weeks. Um, even some guys will play two tight ends, but I, I, I tend to stick, you know, kind of to the basics uh, in that spot and go with running back. Um, the guy we touched on who who I've been getting a ton of is Eckler. Um, I'll, I'll definitely either slot him in at flex or, or one of the running back spots in week one. I really do like him. Yeah, one person that came across uh, my view is a lower price starter, and that's uh, uh, Marlon Mack. I think he's around 5000 or something, 5100 
I love him in that. If you can figure out how to fit him in, because he's definitely going to get the looks. I know that his story. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are, are thinking Taylor's going to take his job, Jonathan Taylor, who they drafted, um, who's a really explosive back. I think a lot of people are expecting that he's going to take Mike's job, but Mike was a really solid player last year. Um, probably not, not as explosive as we think Taylor's going to be. Um, maybe not as good as at catching the ball out of the backfield uh, for sure, but uh, I don't think Taylor's Taylor's there yet. He hasn't hasn't been named the starter yet that I know of anyway. So um, Mike, Mike's kind of an intriguing call there. Yeah, and I think uh, probably the lock play of the week is going to be playing the Eagles defense up against that whatever that team is called in Washington. I'm looking right now on the website. It's called Washington Football Team. Yeah, I think I think that's just what they're rolling with. Washington Football Team or Washington Football Club or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was looking at that game uh, just a tiny bit, just kind of starting to dig into the slate just very minimally, but um, – I was looking at McLaurin, uh, Terry McLaurin. I, I felt like he was underpriced. Um, I know what you're saying about taking the Philly defense, but um, just throw kind of a cheap receiver out there. McLaurin jumped out as being underpriced to me. I think he's like 5,600 or something. He was right there with John Brown. Um, and I feel like he's a really high upside wide receiver uh, that we could maybe look at. Yeah, I you just there's just no telling what's going to go on with that football team. Um, yeah. very, We're guessing on a lot of things, but especially that that team. Uh, new yeah. head coach, new coordinators, uh, second year quarterback. They're going to be rolling with Haskins. Um, they released Adrian Peterson, um, and that's a that's an option you might want to look at. A kind of a cheap running back option is Antonio Gibson, um, a guy who people feel is really talented and think they might think that he will step into the kind of the running back role there at Washington since they let Adrian Peterson go. So there's another kind of a cheap play you might want to keep an eye out on. Yeah, as far as more on the injury front, I know it's not going to be on the main slate, but I saw where Malcolm Brown will be starting up in uh, L.A. for the uh, this week. Uh, so that's something you can put in, in your notes. Um, so on the way out, is there a game you like this weekend uh, against the number? Kind of like the Cowboys, Sunday night football uh, against the Rams. Um, we know we saw the Rams take a pretty sharp decline last year. Uh, we know the Cowboys are loaded offensively. Um, but I, I kind of like the boys. I, I've seen them at, at two and a half. Um, that's the one that jumped out to me is Dallas uh, Sunday night. I'm loving your team. The Tennessee Titans opened at the one-point dog. Now you can find them as high as minus two-and-a-half, most likely minus one in most places. Tennessee Titans, I uh, just don't see them taking a step back at all this year with that roster. Um, go, I mean, they're playing a who-knows-what's-going-to-happen Denver Broncos team. You know, very inconsistent. Going on yeah. the road, the road don't matter. Monday night football, 10.20 p.m. Eastern time. Tennessee Titans. All right. I like it. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, once again, this is going to be something we're doing every week. This is the Turn Fantasy Golf Podcast, Sunday Stroll Edition. By the way, the music you heard coming in and going out is uh, fr uh, some friends of mine, uh, Crab Apple Lane. Uh, if you, I'll put a link in the show notes where you can find their music anywhere out there. That's Joe Nicely. I'm Andrew Putters. 
uh, signing out.